How come Doberman knew you sold the hashtag? How do I know, man? You're lying. Hey, my mom's over there. I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna blow you away, Tip. Hey, that's not real. You'll never see anything so real. You told Doberman who you sold that hash to, I, didn't you? I had to. I got busted last month. I never had a chance. A kid who tells on another kid is a dead kid. Jesus Christ, for God's sake, man. Put the gun away. I, don't do that. Goodbye, Nark. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 133 of Vague Zone. I'm one of your hosts, Thomas. And I'm Daniel. And today we're continuing our coverage on the theme of rebellion with 1979's Over the Edge. Now Daniel, this was your choice. Would you like to read us the IMDb synopsis for sure. Over the Edge? A group of bored teenagers rebel against authority in the community of New Granada after the death of one of their own. Spoiler alert! Yeah, that's, that's definitely a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Right at the end there. They don't um, say who dies. So. Yeah. Um, and I just want to mention um, the poster on here says, Nobody listened. Nobody cared. Until the night they went over the edge. Mm-hmm. It's super fucking dramatic. I love that. Um, but yeah, Daniel, why did you pick over the edge as your choice of rebellion? So... I, I didn't know much about this movie. I remember when I was a teenager, I had mentioned in the last episode, on the Red Dawn episode, I used to listen to this band, Charles Bronson, this like hardcore punk band, and that they had sampled Red Dawn before one of their songs. And I remembered, oh yeah, they sampled Over the Edge too. They sampled this line uh, where uh, Matt Dillon's character says, a kid, who tell, a kid who tells on another kid is a dead kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so... I remember just like looking up like what is this from and that is from this movie over the edge and i didn't really know much about it but then a few years back i think i heard probably on the pure cinema podcast they're a great show to like discover movies i think i heard them talking about this um and it reminded me like oh yeah that's like been on my list for a real long time i need to get around to watching that um and so you know now that we're talking about rebellion i was like oh this is like a youth and revolt movie uh let's it's it's time to finally take the plunge and visit over the edge so yeah what did you uh what did you think did you know anything about this before nope didn't know anything about this and while i was watching it i thought honestly it felt like such a appropriate follow-up to something like um red dawn because it seems like that's more uh, dealing with different, more political themes, this seems much more in line with what comes to mind when I think of rebellion. I think of teenage rebellion in those years, and so this combines that angst with a little some of that political stuff going on. So it apparently is based off of like a real case of this mm-hmm. actual town in California where, uh, yeah, there was uh, just a very high rate of juvenile uh, crime going on. Which, I, and so I think it's cool that it has sort of like both of those elements going on and i absolutely love loved watching this um it's chilling want i was retwisting my hair so i had like three hours to kill and this was the first movie i watched before the uh joe para comedy special but um, oh nice 
this this was I, I like love movies like this i tried to write and make a movie like this at one point it reminded me so much of that script actually um the rebellious kid in this movie has the same name as the problematic kid in my movie that name is richie uh, which i thought was really cool um but this is, this is the kind of shit i absolutely eat up it's like wide shots long takes just the kids talking shit a lot of excessive drug use, like the fucking scene where the kid's like, oh, I'm gonna take some speed, and the speed turns out to be acid. It's, I was acid. Just like, it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, this kid is just like tripping balls. What? Like, um, I forget the name of that painter, that particular type of painting, but um, very good choice of it's like the clock's like melting on each other. It's like not Dolly, but a little bit more biblical and crazy. I'm trying uh, to remember what they were. Um, I, I need to look it up, but it's like it's like a particular type of psychedelia oh yeah wasn't it her, uh Hieronymus bosch painting yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah yeah so i think it's like um yeah just that entire sequence is really awesome and then yeah just the progression of a lot of these is like a lot of the characters and what they go through is really interesting and i like carl i like his his plight and i like richie and yeah, I, th- I think it pr- plays out in an interesting way. I'm I'm also a big fan of whenever there's like a corrupt cop that just goes too far. He's like a very villainous villain. Uh, and the cop's name a, is Doberman. Yeah, Doberman. <laughs> literally a, a, a vicious dog of, of a police officer. And yeah, the unfortunately the synopsis spoiled it. But yes, once uh, once the death does happen, it does kind of like pop off and go into a completely different direction and becomes a little less aimless and. A little more violent and just straight up like destruction so i enjoyed watching it that was really great um yeah i feel like this kind of like we watched a series of a uh, detective movies between coming of age and rebellion but it feels kind of it very in line with something like mid 90s um yeah. something like kids or dazed and confused i heard was kind of inspired by this uh but it's also because it's very much like a bit of a hangout movie at times uh it feels very like grounded these performances are very real it feels like i'm not i didn't look into this trivia but it feels like they just casted normal kids off the street that's what it feels uh, like yeah and just like had them act the way they act yeah especially the rec center stuff (laughs) yeah one thing i think is interesting about this is so it's in 79 i know matt dylan's 14 and gen x is i believe between the born between 1960 and 1979 uh i think i think that's the right uh range but i'm pretty sure these kids are like considered early gen xers um and so i i had heard that this was like one of kurt cobain's favorite movies so it's interesting to see like that this resonated with that audience there were kids growing up watching this movie seeing it on cable seeing it on like hbo and stuff uh yeah and, you know it making a real impression on him yeah because it had like a limited release so it definitely had to be something that like it was set to be found and you know it's not just like it's not like star wars or something where it's like you know it's going to be playing out there on the weekend and i think that might add to the allure of it feeding into that generation of like oh shit like we found we found a document that's a little bit more in line with how we see the world and it's a little bit more gritty and it's got a dope soundtrack too you know it's got it's got some hits on there and like I heard, yeah, because I heard the studio didn't really know how to market it. Um, yeah. That I th- I think there's like an early trailer that makes it look more like a horror movie, but it's absolutely not. 
that. Yeah, um, so that's what I found really fascinating and why I mentioned the poster when I meant in the beginning in the yeah. intro because the one on Wikipedia is totally different and has like the watch out for children. Yeah, it looks the, ridiculous. This, yeah, it's like super badass. Like they're like I think they're both great in their own way. Yeah, it looks like Children of the Corn or something. Yeah, <laughs> the Edge is on fire. That's that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> the Edge itself is on fire. Um, yeah, what do you think about Matt Dillon's performance? As, uh, as it's really Christian? weird. <laughs> It's really weird seeing him so young. Like, I knew this was, like, his first movie, but I didn't know he was going to be, like, 14. I, I, for whatever reason, I assumed he was, like, almost a man. Yeah, <laughs> um, he was, like, smaller. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Very, very weird. Um, but I think his and, like, really all of the kids, their performances are, are great because they are so grounded and so they feel very real, very relatable. Um, I feel like even... As an adult, it was weird to watch because I feel like I'm supposed to. A lot of a lot of times, I watch these like young kids acting bad movies, <laughs> uh, you know, creating problems for the adults. And lately, I feel like I'm sympathizing with the adults, where it's yeah. like, come on, man, like these they, they got to work a full time job. <laughs> like life sucks for them. Like yeah. don't make the, like watching Boyhood. Like I'm really sympathizing with the parents, which I think is more intentional. But yeah, um, but here it's like I was completely on board with these kids because I, I don't know. It reminds me of like growing up in the suburbs and you don't really have a ton to do. So you do get into trouble. Yeah. And, you know, the rec center is such a big part of this movie because it's like the only place that these kids have. Uh, the woman who works there is the only adult that really is willing to listen to them and talk to them and understand who they are. And so they have, you know, a good relationship with the woman at the rec center. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then, then there's this idea that like these developers are coming in to develop like an industrial park instead of developing like a bowling alley and like a roller rink and a yeah, movie theater, like more stuff for the youth, you know, the things they could need, they, they need the things that they could absolutely use, you know, like, yeah. Give them a skate it's, park, man. Teach them how to fucking skate. They'll be, like, they'll, they'll be fine, man. Like, just give them some space. So it's like something I was thinking about recently was like, when I, in my hometown, Temecula, California, fucking hated that town. And a large <laughs> part of it was because after high school, like once school ended, I lost that community, uh, that, that feeling of community that comes with like regularly going to yeah, a place yeah. where you like know all these kids. Um, yeah. so like I was, I was outside, I was out of that world, but I wasn't 21 yet. So there was like this adult world that I had yet to enter. And so I was like in this limbo state where I was just fucking bored. Um, and so like this idea that these kids don't have shit to do, like they still have school, they still have the rec center, but it's like, there's just not enough stimulation. And the, the environment is like kind of hostile to them. Like uh yeah. with these like new developers coming in um and so it's like yeah of course they're gonna act out and like it's it's kind of healthy for them to act out yeah uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, really, I really dug it i feel that and i relate to that in so many ways because yeah when i was graduating in martinez like it was still just like all antique shops there like it was pretty pretty boring like we had just like got the skate park before I moved to, to SF State, and once I went, got to SF State, I was like, okay, cool, like, I'm, I don't have to go back because I have yeah. San Francisco, this is an entire playground here. Yeah, but yeah see, and I'll also, like, now, 
I totally relate to that in a different way because I was just recently living in Martinez after going back from like Korea. And it's like weird because when you talk about places that you sort of congregate, the place for us was Foster Freeze. That was down the street from our junior high school. You can get like a burger for like a dollar. So it was just like amazing. Just the cheap, greasy fucking burger. And now like there's a restaurant in that same location and the cheeseburger is like $18. It's just Bullshit. like, it's just <laughs> yeah. like my heart breaks. And it's like, I, I've seen the town just like turn into this other thing. And, and so I can sort of sympathize with sort of both sides where it's like, yeah, it's like you want to have the cool shit, but also, yeah, you want to be able to have the ability to rebel and have the thought to get out. And I think they 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 do sort of get that a little bit when they're like, yeah, let's fucking run away, let's get out of here, and they try to, they make a, a somewhat failed attempt at doing that. Uh, so yeah, going back to Temecula, California, um, like we had a mall, we had a movie theater. <laughs> I think we even had like we had like a, a struggling arcade that didn't last very long, but like it felt it felt like the cultural center of that town was the Barnes and Noble because it had like a cafe. And so like it would, it had a cafe and it had like a music department. So like people were interested in music, people were interested in books, people would hang out, drink coffee, do their work. Um, and so, but it was really, it was a bummer because, and and I worked there. (laughs) Uh, So, so like on one hand it was like, Oh cool. You work at like the bookstore slash, you know, music and DVD place. And, like you, you work at the place like people hang out at. It was like a, it was a little more respectable than like working at like, like Hollywood Video was cool, but like, yeah, yeah. and it was probably really fucking cool to work there. But like, there was like a certain level of prestige like at a place that also sold books. Yeah. Um, but like, it's super depressing to think that that was like the place to hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel that. I remember also like not clocking that when I was younger and being like just. Just so distilled, just developmental and learning things, and just being like, I don't understand why, we're like, well, like why Roundtable isn't as cool as the movie theater. But after a year or so of Roundtable, no, not even a year, a couple of months of Roundtable, I was like, oh yeah, I smell like shit all the time, and <laughs> they get the they they might smell like popcorn, but at least they get free movies. <laughs> yeah, and just that is a little bit cooler. That's <laughs> than right. Free than free pizza. <laughs> hey man, if you got if if you have. A movie guy and a pizza guy in your crew, then like yeah. that's a strong crew. Yeah, definitely. We're all pizza guys. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, so um, this movie starts with some kids on a freeway overpass shooting a police officer's front windshield with a BB gun. Yeah. Uh, immediately, just like lunatic behavior. <laughs> yeah not a yeah. not okay yeah. that and then I, um there, there's a character in here that is dealing drugs and mostly speaking about like grams and weight the entire time which i thought yeah. was just incredibly it sounds hilarious. like a businessman yeah. yeah yeah there's just so much like texture to the the illicit behavior that's going on here i and it, like you mentioned it's, it's kind of like a hangout movie i love that they're in one location i forget what they're doing um and then they're like oh yeah there's a party going on it's like we like how come we didn't get invited it's like, i don't know it's like the word got around a little late or whatever and they just yeah. go there it's just a full-on house party kids making out and people smoking inside and it's just complete rowdiness and i don't know it's just very effective it looks great um it's just all like wide shots and i think the vibe definitely works because the combination of music and just the locations and yeah just like the, the performances work really well one thing I wanted to mention was 
I, I find the contrast between Carl and Richie interesting in particular because when I think of like a coming of age movie like this, um, and this is kind of getting into spoiler territory, where like Carl sort of has the characteristics that I think that Rishi would typically have because like Carl's the one that's like he leaves the party and he gets beat up and for the rest of the movie he's got like bruises on him and mm-hmm. he like he's the one that gets the girl uh, he's the one that's like the sharpshooter when they like get the gun and like he's able to to shoot shoot the actual can and then, like he's like seemingly like the badass one and Rishi is the one that's sort of like also like on like um He's clearly ba- like bad or whatever, or trouble. He's supposed to say. be like, yeah, he's supposed to be the badass one. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the supposed one, to be like, the tough guy. Yeah, he's riding around on the bike. He's the one that kind of like takes ownership of the gun when it first shows up, and he's the one living in like a literal housing project. Like when you go with Richie to his house, it's like just tons so and tons yeah. of people living inside of this building. While yeah. Carl, on the other hand, like his dad's a real estate agent. He has like the more like nice kind of track quiet, sort of thing yeah like his existence is totally different and he gets the lectures saying like hey like you can be better than him because look around do you like look at your environment and i just think that it's funny that well i think it's fascinating and interesting that richie his fate is the unfortunate fate while carl seems to be the one that's like he ends up like relatively all right he's still like very tough and capable and the badass by the end of everything it is interesting that there is no like goody goody kid like the probably yeah. like the best like I, I like the best kid in this movie is probably the kid that does acid yeah <laughs> like like he's his thing is he just does drugs he doesn't like yeah. <laughs> you know he's not getting into fights he's not hurting just anyone like me, he man. just likes to, Wants to have a good time <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just trying to have a good time uh, bringing a hawaiian shirt like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like his buddy gets in a fight and he just kind of like you know makes a joke <laughs> to him yeah. and you know they just laugh it off together um yeah he he seems like the most like he's not pissed off at the yeah. world he's not like acting out he's not destructive in any way he's just yeah he just wants to get high um yeah but yeah it's, i think it's interesting that carl sort of seems to be like he's like kind of also leading the like the big act of rebellion that happens at the end where he's like triumphantly walking amongst them and gets yeah the nod he's like their of, leader you know yeah gets the nod of approval from the other badass kid who shoots the cop's window in the beginning and, yeah mark and I, I, yeah yeah it's just i just thought that was an interesting choice but yeah there's no like good kid quote unquote i mean i guess Corey is is good she i mean she finds this gun and she just wants to be a truck driver when she grows up so that's you know <laughs> She has a clear goal. <laughs> that is interesting that that yeah. is her ambition. Uh, but yeah, Mark, that character is interesting. It is interesting that we have this moment where, so like, okay, Mark is the kid who shoots the police car with the BB gun. He ends up beating the shit out of uh, Carl because he thinks, you know, Carl might spill the beans to the cops. This is his way of like... What, I fucking hated this. <laughs> like, yeah. like Carl didn't say shit, and he gets yeah. the ki- shit kicked out of him. Yeah, uh, like, rough. that would... Yeah, I was like, what would you do in that situation? Like, you just got your ass kicked for protecting... By the person you protected, for protecting them. Uh, or, yeah. or, like, it, he was threatening. I, I don't know. But, like, um, yeah, it's like, do you just, like, get together with Richie and be like, we gotta beat the shit out of this guy? Or do you, like... <laughs> tell on him <laughs> uh you, you stay on that because it's like hey i'll stay on this side of town <laughs> yeah because it's like you don't want to rat on the kid but at the same time it's like hey you beat me up for not saying shit of course now now i'm gonna rat on you 
Um, yeah, there, there, there needs to be some sort of court system. I feel like there is a, amongst a, co- the kids. a code of honor. Like kids don't, if you snitch, kid, uh, you will get killed or something like that. Or yeah, kid who tells on another kid yeah, is yeah, a dead kid. kid yeah, yeah, it's like snitches get stitches. You don't, don't speak to Mr. Yeah. Doberman. But it is interesting that Carl eventually runs into Mark again later. Mark is just like on his dirt bike, not in yeah. school. I don't know if it's a weekend or what. But then uh, Carl shoots him with a BB gun. He crashes his dirt bike. And then they're just friends after that. Like, they're just, like, even <laughs> now. Um, but that yeah. that is kind of a thing, though. Because it's, like, I remember, like, getting in fights with kids. And it's, like, you know, a kid was, like, bullying me. I finally, like, stood my ground and, like, defended myself. And then after that, we just, like, laughed about getting yeah. in a fight. Um, and then we were cool. Yeah. Um, so definitely real shit it's just yeah the, the code of the kids yeah i didn't get any fights but we saw <laughs> that play out <laughs> definitely saw that play out um yeah yeah i just remember yeah. like after getting in a fight with a kid like we were just laughing about like oh man when you threw that punch and like yeah. <laughs> just like reminiscing about it with each other yeah yeah what do you think about like them just like locking up all of the adults in, like as a sort of after after sort of, I should we should explain that after this gun is sort of happens upon the group and Richie sort of takes ownership of it, uh, after they go fire all the bullets at the can, there's a sort of misunderstanding with the police officer Doberman, which results in Richie getting shot and killed. And so after that, then this sort of big act of rebellion takes place in the climax, where all the ki- all the adults are gathering inside this uh, auditorium to have like a big PTA meeting and basically like talk about what just went down. And then the, the yeah. children lock them inside of this building. They chain them inside and proceed to like, just fucking start, they start fucking shit up. For yeah. Lack of they words. <laughs> bash all the cars. They get into a cop car, get weapons and yeah. they start blowing up vehicles with these weapons. Yeah. Um, it, 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 yeah. yeah, it is an interesting act of revenge that these kids, like, I, like as I was watching it, I was like, "What is the goal here? Like, what are they trying to achieve?" Yeah. Um, and I guess that's the that is what happens with a lot of police riots. It's like cops kill someone, and then the the city needs to just like act out. The city needs yeah. to uh, ideally they're getting revenge on police property. <laughs> yeah, like, but yeah, they are getting revenge on the entire. All of adults who have ignored them, and I get, I, yeah, it, it, it's it's a little muddy to me. Um, I feel that, yeah, um, and I think I would think I want to mention. I think it's interesting that we sort of have. It does feel like it's building up to that because throughout the movie, there's this plot line of um, Carl's dad is like in the process of like, yeah, he's trying to make these deals with these landowners and trying to convince this investor that the town is like totally fine or whatever, mm-hmm. like nothing's wrong. It's going on. And so there's a moment earlier on where he puts some fireworks under his car and like, like, I don't know if it doesn't explode, but like he just puts some fireworks under his car and, and there's like the arrival of the gun. And so as these sort of kind of checkoffs gun, as these things kind of built up, yeah, yeah it sort of, it, it uh, it, 
overflows in a really like grand way which i think is a little excessive for what's happening because like for me it's like these kids went like full do the right thing like like there's cop cars it's like cars exploding yeah. and shit and i was like they go pretty like, hard <laughs> yeah it's like it feels like really insane i was like hey r.i.p richie i get it but like it was it just seems like yeah it was like most, but like, it's like cars were exploding this is your system. own parents vehicle <laughs> like yeah. you're gonna where you're gonna have to go home after this yeah it seemed a little like just it just went from zero to a hundred way too quickly. And, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it does feel like warranted, but it does. I feel like the movie could have spent a little bit more time building it up or, you know, maybe, I don't know. I, I, it is quite the climax. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I think it's just a lot to like, I, I guess it's mob mentality taking over, but it is, you don't necessarily feel like if I was there, would I, be taken over by that mob mentality i've been taken over by mob mentality before (laughs) but uh yeah i guess i I don't know i was disconnected enough from it that i didn't feel completely convinced by the heights that it achieved or that it reached for Um, yeah i mean doberman is like despicable but yeah it's wild (laughs) spoiler alert it's wild that they killed doberman and then like he gets shot with oh he gets shot with a shotgun right mark doesn't mark shoot him um and then he crashes into the rec center and then he dies in an explosion uh if he wasn't already dead (laughs) yeah but it is yeah yeah, super over the top (laughs) i remember like yeah over the top uh over the edge uh but, uh, yeah, like, I watched this, like, a week ago, and today I was, like, going through my notes and, like, reading the synopsis or, or Wikipedia plot summary to, like, try and refresh my memory. And I was like, oh, yeah, that guy fucking died at the yeah. end. I completely forgot. Yeah, a massive explosion, as Wikipedia yeah. says. Yeah. But then we get, yeah, and then afterwards we get this sort of graduate ending with, like, all the kids on the bus going, um... Uh, I guess they're going to some sort of detention center. I don't know. Um, yeah, juvenile detention center. Yeah, and then Carl's sort of like sees his friends waving, and they're kind of like cheering for him. And then uh, his smile fades as reality sets in, yeah. um, which is very the Graduate. Uh, Actually, I don't think I've seen the Graduate. The Graduate no. might, be, might be a hole in my my cinema knowledge. Um, I I enjoyed the ending. I liked the fact. It's like the idea that every, like all like most of the kids got caught, but like a couple got away. Like yeah, like, you know, like Corey got away. Uh, drug uh, druggy kid, I think. Because <laughs> um, the druggy the, kid walked her home. Yeah, and then, um, he's a good guy. And then my uh, my other favorite character is the the silent child who like. Yeah. Who gives the adult the phone as like everything's going crazy? He's like kind of like chaotic uh, yeah. neutral. It took me a while to realize that he was silent. I don't think I realized it until yeah. the phone call scene where he gets a call from Carl and he's like tapping on the receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I liked that ending. It worked for me. But also I think I'm just a sucker to the form and the sort of packaging of what this movie is like, sort of like hangout type of movies with with these sort of characters. I'm a sucker for them. Yeah, solid picture though. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish I would have seen it when I was younger. I feel like it probably would have... I would have loved it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Anything else on Over the Edge? Um, 
Nope, I think that's all. What have you been watching lately? Besides, all right, you want to talk Joe Para? I guess you mentioned that already. Yeah, I th- yeah, I totally should have put that on the list because I was blanking about things I watched earlier. Um, yeah, this special looks good. It's very, very interesting. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, yeah. A lot of the material, or like a good chunk of like the stand-up stuff, not the like stuff he did at the very end, was stuff from when I had seen him. So, okay, so yeah. when you saw him, did he go blue? <laughs> did he go blue? With that letter? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I think he went a little longer in the special than he did when I saw him live, but he definitely, yeah, covered some of that same stuff. Yeah. That's funny. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a great time. I've never experienced his stand-up, only have known him via the, the TV show, the Adult Swim show, and some of the animated clips. And so, yeah, it's, it's really cool to sort of see him do crowd work and <laughs> to see him, yeah. like, interact with the crowd. It's very Yeah, fantastic. he definitely did crowd work when I saw him, and I was one of the people that he interacted with. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and I was very drunk, so I don't know how embarrassing it was. But... <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm also very appreciative that we are in the era where at least these comics are putting out, the ones that are good are putting out like full specials on YouTube. And that's it. Yeah, it's interesting. I I guess because, yeah, now, like there was all this talk like a few years ago about like, oh, you know, the state of comedy. Comedy's in danger because of cancel (laughs) culture and all this shit. And then it's like now you have comedians releasing their comedy specials on youtube because they don't need a distributor like it has never been easier to be a comedian because now you can just start a podcast or start a youtube channel start tiktok do whatever join one of these you know perform at a comedy club join an improv group like there are all so many different avenues you could take and if you're if you have a successful podcast you have a patreon like no one can censor you because you're your own boss. Like you, you only have to make sure that you just don't piss off too many of your own fans. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, and like, and if you want to, as a listener and supporter, if you want to support those people, it's very easy. Just you know, just to follow all of their endeavors and sort of like, yeah, go see them alive every time they're in town. And I think that's one thing that also has to sort of be the case for these comedians. They have to be. Good at touring and good good live presence to really like have a, a really fun live set. Because I've seen some comedians who I do think are funny, but it's like a live. It'll be like a full special, but still in a really small comedy club. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think it still benefits from being in front of a bigger crowd, yeah. in my opinion. But I think it's a, a cool kind of like Wild West kind of feeling where it's like, oh shit, like Joe Perry just dropped a special. Someone else just dropped a special. That's that's fucking cool. Uh, you know, it's. Good for good. It's nice on the wallet that I don't have to subscribe to all of these streaming services just to see people I want to see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I watched that, and I rewatched Parasite while I was reducing mm. my hair, and I haven't watched that since theaters. And very interesting. I think it's still like woven together just absolutely beautifully. One thing I, I did think was kind of strange that it sort of kicks off. It starts off kind of weird with like the student kind of like making the deal with the the son and be like, hey, like watch watch this girl until she's in college and then I will date her. I think that's like the one oh. like, <laughs> mission. 
Yeah, it's like the like the whole reason why he's able to infiltrate his family is because like there's the one student who is like he's like okay I need to find a new tutor for this girl but I was like also I want to date this girl when she gets into college I was like hmm, that sounds like grooming to me yeah. I was like, that's it's just one one like blemish on this like beautiful tapestry of a movie that just like is so gorgeous and like well done and like definitely deserved for being best picture but i was like oh shit i don't think many people remember i think you get so carried away with the journey of it that yeah, yeah. the detail of like how did this all start kind of gets lost yeah, but also i mean like maybe that's just i don't know and yet another level of exploitation in this long string of weird definitely. complex interactions yeah it, it certainly feels like that is included hopefully for a pointed reason because yeah like the the way these two families interlock and sort of connect is yeah it's just nothing short of like genius from a writing perspective and then just the way things play out in the movie are just fantastic and um i am sort of yeah i'm getting back into the halloween mood and i you know i, I had some time on my hands and so I know people, I know Bong Joon-ho has some horror films. I'm, I'm sure I remember them. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm bad at remembering. Um, yeah, like Mother and Dogs the Host. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, like, um, yeah, like, in The Host, and yeah, Mother, like, he has, like, his more, like, horror things. But I thought it was interesting that, like, this one was more, like, a straightforward drama, like, with some comedy elements with some dark elements, but then it has, like, people say, like, a one shot that is, like, a horror shot. You know, you remember what I'm talking about? Like the, I think I know. It's like like, the, is it a shot approaching a opening, uh, a path, a passageway? Yes, yeah. Okay. It's, so, yeah, so if you haven't seen Parasite, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm probably going to spoil it now. But, yeah, um, uh, the the scene where the mother is explaining, like, her, uh, this, this night where her son had a seizure and the son saw like the, the inhabitants below the house watching. And I think it's a, a really cool thing that this drama has like one moment that is like a horror moment within. I thought that was a nice little segue into, into Halloween. And then I rewatched Halloween. I rewatched <laughs> the first one because uh, I, I do appreciate that movie a lot. And um, I, I love a lot of the older slashers and one of the slow burns. And I think it's, it's, iconic for a reason is the you know the 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 one that sort of started not i don't know if it started at all but it's one of the most iconic ones with michael myers and mm -hmm. you know had to had to watch that so i'm probably going to watch the rest of the movies in that franchise um, over the rest a of lot. this month yeah there's yeah. 13 movies Oof. so i'd have 12, 12 more to watch wow. so that's that's on my play for halloween i'm ready for for spooky season what yeah. have you been watching um, so I've already been in to spooky season. Uh, yeah. I've been watching a lot of horror shorts, just like trying oh. to find like any lists I could find on Letterboxd, trying to any stuff I could find on YouTube. Um, but there's one I want to talk about that I found, which is called, and it has like 3 million views on YouTube. So this went viral and I just never, it just never came across my radar. Um, my house walkthrough. Have you heard of this? No. My house walkthrough. It's twelve minutes long, and it came out maybe like a year after PT, Silent Hill, the Silent Hill demo. Uh, um, awesome. It is very clearly inspired by that. Uh, gotcha. It is because it has that same structure of like 
exploring sort of like a never-ending hallway or like um mm. you know you open a door and then you're back in the same room um so yeah it has this sort of like circular you're trapped in this space and the narrator it's just text on a screen that's providing narration there's no voice mm. uh and the text on the screen that is narrating is also kind of disjointed. It's not It's not from the perspective of someone who is trapped in this nightmare. It is just adding another element of, like, the audience being trapped. Like, you feel like you're not only trapped in this location, you're trapped nice, within the yeah. narration. Um, yeah, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, feel, I feel like I'm kind of overselling it with the, the use of the word trapped there. It's just, uh, the narration feels like a, an extension of, you know, the way the scenery, the confines of the scenery, I guess. But, gotcha. um, and it does the same thing that PT does, where it's like, as you continue to explore this space, the space begins to become, it, it changes. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's very good. I, I like, and there, you have to watch, you have to follow it up with, um, the creator posted a how to how they made it video a behind the scenes oh, video sweet. um and it very much feels like this is a one person project one person put this whole fucking thing together and yeah. maybe it was like a, a month long project where they just had access to this location uh and they just went in there and just did this thing on their own um it's very cool um so yeah my yes. house walkthrough check that out that um, i have also watched uh night of the creeps let me look up when this came out um it's an 80s horror movie that it's from 86 um this movie i feel like if i would have seen this in high school i would have been all fucking about this movie um it's i'm surprised i hadn't seen it earlier i'm surprised i haven't really heard as much conversation about this as i have about like other sort of schlocky uh 80s horror movies it's like a horror comedy um it has one of the best intros to a movie i've seen which is like okay so the, the story of this movie i'll read the imdb synopsis alien brain parasites entering humans through the mouth turn their hosts into a killing zombie some teen <laughs> some teenagers start to fight against them um so it starts in space uh it starts <laughs> with like these people in these alien costumes like chasing each other around a spaceship and then one of them ejects this like a glass vial into space that lands on earth and so and it's probably like one or two minutes long it's a very brief introduction of these aliens <laughs> and it's just like hell yes like <laughs> hell yes they're running around this space this spaceship they got these ridiculous costumes on it's like I, I would love to i would love for a movie to come out today this year with like that same level of quality of like yeah. costumes and like make its way to the theater it would be so wonderful um oh, yeah. But then, yeah, we cut to, you know, the, the this glass vial lands on Earth. It's the 1950s. It's black and white. We're on Sorority Row. And it's, like, <laughs> very, like, 50s, you know, uh, college kids, like, going on dates, going out to, like, the make-out. Uh, what, what's that? Uh, <laughs> make-out point. <laughs> yeah, make-out point or whatever. Uh, and then, of course, zombies happen. And then we cut to, like, the present day, which is 80s, the 80s. Um, and it's just, it's also like college kids, but it's like way more, uh, you know, eighties problematic, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's really, 
I don't know. It's really goofy. It's really fun. Yeah, and I, I just really enjoyed Night of the Creeps. It's really playful at times with like the way it's shot, and I feel like it kind of slumps in the middle a little bit. But like the last act of you know once these college kids are taking on these aliens, it's it's really fun. Um, oh, sweet. So yeah, I watched that, and That's then. <laughs> And then I watched Saint Maud. Do you know anything about Saint Maud? It came out not too long ago. Um, it's a twenty-four uh, horror movie. No, no, I haven't seen that. So uh, I'll read that synopsis for that. A pious nurse becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. It's basically it. Um, mm. Yeah, it's this this woman who is very very religious, uh, and. Yeah, I mean, I can't sum it up better than the IMDb synopsis. I feel like they did a pretty damn good job. But it is nice. just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. It, it, it is this sort of, she becomes like overly possessive of her dying patient. She is convinced that she is um, can communicate with God, that like she can feel his presence. Uh, and yeah. I don't know, you're just watching this fucking... <laughs> I remember halfway through, I was like, "This chick's crazy," <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, it, it has a pretty satisfying ending. And also, guess what? It's only an hour twenty four minutes, so it's a breeze nice. to get through. Um, nice. But yeah, it's, it's a it's a pretty decent watch for me too. For if you want like a short, sweet, you know, well shot, well performed, uh, sort of tense. I don't want to call it necessarily a slow burn, but the phrase slow burn, I think, works for it. Uh, yeah, same odds pretty damn good. Nice. Definitely check it out. A24 is always killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for some reason, when you, uh, I'm also really excited to look at my house walkthrough. I was never able to play PT, but I, you know, I heard, heard, the amazing, heard the amazing things. I heard the legends. I heard it was great. Someone, um, I want to say, rebuilt it in Unreal, uh, and you could download, yeah, like a an Unreal remake of it that is pretty pretty close to the original. Like it's mm, okay. Very very close recreation. I might investigate that now that I have a PC to game on. Um, but yeah, but when I hear my house walkthrough, I think of the Adult Swim short. This house has people in it, which I uh, might yeah. also watch because it's also fun and weird and if you've never seen it if you're listening to that throw on that without even knowing what it is it's great it'll get you um yeah anything else you've been watching this week um i mean i have been watching a lot of other stuff but gotcha. i don't know how much of it is worth mentioning. i saw this movie the pit um or <laughs> movie from let's see when is that from 81 <laughs> not great i watched it on tubi <laughs> Um, I remember hearing about it and thinking it sounded interesting. I pulled up the IMDb, so I might as well read the synopsis. A solitary and strange preteen boy wrecks revenge on his harassers when he makes a disturbing discovery in the depth of a forest. I thought it was going to be way more interesting. I I wanted to know, like, what's in the pit? Like, what is, what is the deal with this pit? Like, is he being, yeah, I was like, is he being commanded by something in the pit? And then it ends up being this movie about like this really just like horny preteen who like, (laughs) uh, you know, he's got a crush on his babysitter and like everyone at school and everyone in the community knows he's a fucking little fucking weirdo. (laughs) And he's finds these monsters in a pit and he like starts like feeding them. 
and it takes forever for it to get to where you know it's going to get to, which is inevitably he's going to start feeding people to this. The creatures like two hundred minutes. <laughs> it just takes fucking forever to get there. It's only an hour thirty six minutes, but felt oh, very long. Um, oh, yeah, it's just okay. not that good. Gotcha. Yeah, sometimes it's a dice roll. Back when I was working in the cafe and I had way more like tip money to spend and I would love just going to like the discount sections of the Blu-ray area and it's like alright what's the ch- cheapest looking horror movie at Walmart or something and yeah. one of them was like Salem's Lot and wasn't a fan of that it just it just you know some of, sometimes it's a dice roll and, you know yeah. horror is a fan- fantastic genre just because of that you know sometimes it's, it's a fucking masterpiece sometimes it's like this is terrible like I love horror I think it's the best genre but yeah. at the same time, it's I feel like I'm running out of great horror movies. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I've already seen so many of the good yeah. ones. And I feel like horror fans, like people who love horror, they are used to kind of lowering their expectations and setting the bar uh, yeah, kind of low yeah. for themselves. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just want every oh. horror movie to be the best horror movie. Yeah, yeah there's like oh, that insatiable kind of thirst of like I just you know you, you know what's out there it's like that other yeah. you know there, there might be one that you've never seen never heard of um yeah I'm with you um before we sign off I just want to mention the painting name I was looking for hmm. it's called the garden of earthly De- De- delights sorry the garden of earthly delights by yeah, Hieronymus Bosch between like 1490 and 1510 very intense imagery um so I think, yeah very good choice for this movie and yeah and Night of the Creeps, go check it out. Um, as far as my choice for the next movie of Rebellion, um, yeah, there's a lot of like a lot of ones that I was thinking. I was like, it feels like stuff I've already seen, or like political shit. Um, I might have to do a little more searching on that one. I think I think it's good to pick something that's like actual because like I feel like we've had two like teen rebellion things like one of them is like a military conflict another is just like teenage rebellion but it's like the I'm I think I am attracted to the idea of doing you know like revolution sort of thing rather than just rebellious teenagers. Yeah, Let's get away from teens is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah, a lot of the results I was seeing was, like, The Hunger Games or, like, YA kind of stuff, um, which is, yeah, teen (laughs) teen rebellion amongst dystopian backdrops. Um, I've never seen that. Yeah, I don't know. That seems like teen stuff. (laughs) It's, like, all teenagers, right? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we could just, yeah, take some time to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Admittedly, I was a little behind. I've been working so much, but yeah, I need to find a all good final final note of rebellion. We can also like we're coming up on Halloween. We could try and do a something spooky season. Just like take a take a break, do a one episode break, and do a. I thought about that yeah, as well. Yeah, I was trying to think. I was trying to find a way to do like something both. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's like that's kind of like a, a sci-fi kind of rebellion thing." Um, but yeah, now, uh, yeah, then you know, Planet of the Apes or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. What, yeah, um, whatever you want, man. All right, let me think about it. Okay. Yeah, I gotta think about that. I'll, we'll 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 figure something out. All right. 
All right, cool. It's been episode 133 of Vague Zone. I'm Thomas. And I'm Daniel. We'll catch you on the next one, and thank you for listening. Cool. Oh, my God.